Good morning. It's Wednesday. Everyone on the East Coast is finally starting to feel normal after the NAD show. At least I mean me. Today we're talking about meetings, a note from the OEM meetings, drivers switching brands and Southwest cramming people into planes. Adrian. Adrian. Wall Gibbs, first to the uh, comments today. Oh, it was so good to see you. It was. Weekend. It was. Thanks for coming to the live to the meetup because it was such a long time coming. So good. Like I am. The the thing that gets me at NADA is when I just get to hug the necks of people I don't get to see all year because mm-hmm. like my my friends my family are auto. You know that's who I spend on the like with you. And with everybody else, it's like, that's who you're on the phone with. That's who you're on Zoom calls with. That's the relationships that you're building. And so to get everyone back together, it's just so good. I can't get over it. And it's Wednesday. I Holy know. God. Marco, totally sorry we didn't meet, uh, get to see you as well. Comment on the live stream. Hey, if you just listen to the podcast, we also live stream this every morning on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. And uh, there's people who like chime in the comments. So if you haven't checked out the live stream, check it out sometime. Also, if you watch the live stream, you should go over to Spotify or Apple Music or both and uh, subscribe. search the Automotive Troublemaker and just subscribe. Leave a comment. Let people know how you feel about the show. Um, it helps go. us get the show in front of more people. But yeah, I agree with you, Kyle. It's like I have I have friends here in town in Syracuse, but I have so many more friends that aren't in town. Absolutely. It, it's, it, and I... When you see people, it's like it never stopped. You just kind of keep rolling. It's a, it's like a pretty amazing up. thing. Like I can see Glenn Pash three times a year and it's like, oh, hey, it feels like we we're just hanging out. It feels last like week. we hang out every week. That's mainly because it's Glenn Pash and he just feels that way. But, yeah, you know, that that yeah. replicates across a bunch of people. Yes. Hey, 97 days from now, we will all what? be together in person in Baltimore for a SoduCon. Um, we hope that you can be there with us. We're going to have 650 of our closest friends all together in one place. Um, May 14th through 17th. Make sure you go to a SoduCon.com. Uh, get your tickets now. We have massive early bird discount going on right now. That's about to change shortly. So now's your time to get it. We have people asking if you can buy tickets. Yes, you can. Uh, we only have a handful of the speakers who are going to be there up on the site, but they are up on the site. Um, one of the best or one of the most notable anyway is Will Gadara, author of Unreasonable Hospitality. This book right here. Right there. Read Such, it twice. I saw two more posts about it yesterday I on did. the old LinkedIn. It was uh, on the old LinkedIn. So uh, New York Times bestselling author. Read the book. You'll be inspired by it. You'll certainly be inspired when you uh, hear him speak and get to meet him live at a SodaCon. So go get your tickets to SodaCon.com and uh, we'll get to be together like in person for real, for real. I think that's all for the announcements today. Let's get into it. All right. So um, if you didn't know, at the NADA show, they have what we call make meetings. All the OEMs have their individual meetings. They're closed just for dealers only, where they talk about their strategies. They talk about maybe some issues they're having and try to inspire the dealer body um, for the vision going into 2024. So uh, their top, uh, we're going to go over the top five make meetings to give you a peek into the roadmap um, as some key strategies and challenges were revealed from Subaru's production comeback to Ford's EV transition plans are changing a little bit. So here we go, we'll give you the rundown. Subaru dealers um, are celebrating a big rebound in inventory uh, alongside electrification plans with Toyota. They expect to sell 680,000 units this year now that they figured out all the chip shortage and all that stuff, which will be their best sales year after 2019, after which they sold 700,000 units. 
So here's a quote from uh, one Subaru executive. He said, 2024 looks bright as we resolve past challenges and move forward with our electrification journey. Ford talked about dealer concerns. <laughs> right. Electrification Ford. journey. Da -da. Ford addressed dealers' concerns. There's a lot of them going around right now, promising improvements in EV certification and dealer relationships with CEO Jim Farley, uh, you know, committing to give... To, to having some direct feedback sessions, st stating we're committed to smoothing out the bumps in the EV transition together. While Elena Ford, yes, Ford, great, great granddaughter of founder Henry Ford, who is now the chief dealer engagement officer, she basically talked about falling dealer satisfaction scores and said, I know you're not feeling great right now, and I'm here to fix it. It's a big statement, I'm, huh? Uh, hey, look, I'm <laughs> proud of her for at least stating the truth, right? Yes. Hey, on, you know, they, they directly talked about the EV certification and how what the cost of it is. I was talking to Brian Finkelmeyer at Cox Automotive yesterday, and he was mentioning that, you know, a lot of dealers that he was talking to at NADA were spending anywhere between two hundred and fifty and $500,000 on EV certification, EV ramp mm -hmm. up, uh, you know, uh, building projects to return an average gross profit of negative $1,400 per EV unit. So, you know, these dealerships aren't SaaS companies. They can't start to have a burn multiple on their EV investment. You know, that's a good one. Burn multiple on EV investment. <laughs> uh, put that on a t-shirt. Uh, Hyundai is reporting success, obviously talking about their partnership with Amazon, saying we're rolling with this partnership. It's going good. Um, you know, and they're emphasizing dealer involvement in this path forward. CEO Jose Munoz remarked, uh, our partnership with Amazon's just the beginning of redefining car buying. So obviously going into that, but with all the agency stuff behind us now, he's like, we need dealer involvement. It's about time that came around. Uh, Chevy is looking to uh, attract a lot of new customers to the brand, talking about their upcoming EV lineup, including the Equinox and Silverado, uh, you know, EV adoption. We'll see. Scott I, Bell, <laughs> VP of Chevrolet, expressed our new EVs represent a gateway to introduce Chevrolet to a whole new audience. I feel like it's this is like a read the room moment. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like camera on the speaker, camera on the faces, right? Like, guys, we might want to talk about how we're not going to bring more EVs to you yeah. over the next year. Well, that's kind of what Ford, that's, that's what, that's what Ford there. did. Right? That's true. But That's they're true. a little I'll behind, Ford. right? Ford Ford yeah. took their knocks early and we'll see if Chevy learns anything from them or yeah. uh or doesn't. Finally, Nissan is aiming for a US retail share of 6.1% with a fo focus on affordability and strategic incentives, riding on the success of their most accessible models like the Nissan Sentra and the Kicks, that's plural. Julie Wheeler, uh, Judy Wheeler, Nissan's, uh, Nissan's division VP, emphasized affordability and value be our key drivers in reaching our ambitions, uh, ambitious goals. Nissan obviously is picking up more steam than, than they had been planning on, so. Yeah, some happy they were Nissan like, hey, dealers. Hey, hey, everybody, we're gonna be cheap. Yeah, people, people are gonna that? be able to afford our cars. Everybody's that's our strategy. Gonna be able to buy one of these things, yeah. and that's a that's a big deal right now. I think Huge. that's actually probably the keenest keenest strategy of them all. Yeah, I mean, we're friends with quite a few Nissan dealers who are doing really well. Yep, doing really exactly. well as a result. So, yeah, I guess there's nothing else to say about that. Nothing. <laughs> actually. <laughs> You know, you know, I think actually this kind of probably ties more into the GM story. So speaking of things that tie into the Chevy part of that story. 
Segway. Time. Oh, you got me. You got me in the funny mode on that one. That's good. <laughs> McKinsey survey reveals a significant shift amongst EV customers with nearly 60% saying they are willing to switch brands for better vehicle connectivity, challenging yep. traditional brand loyalty strategies. So their global survey indicates a strong preference for advanced connectivity uh, features with a significant portion of customers ready to say, we're going to bounce brands if we find better connectivity somewhere else. Uh, in yep. the U.S., 38% of all vehicle buyers and over 55% in China prioritize connectivity over Brand. I'll say it again. Connectivity over brand. <coughs> CarPlay. Whoa, Chinese CarPlay. automakers lead in integrating connectivity features. Um, so they're already paying Chinese automakers, which we haven't seen their vehicles here yet, but they pay a lot of t attention to how everything is going to integrate with your phone and your app. Uh, consumers are showing interest in bundled connectivity options uh, and flexibility of subscription models. So saying we don't want to pay for it all up front. We want to have the option to opt out if we yeah. want. Um, and here's a quote from uh, Ben Ellenquig, Ellenquig, uh, senior partner at McKinsey, says it's fascinating that you do not see brand loyalty even on the luxury side when it comes to the ability to offer more connecti exciting connectivity solutions. Here's, here's the reality. Is the future of car technology, I believe, is how much can your phone control everything that you do in your car because mm -hmm. the root of like everything we do is actually derived in the phone yep it it manages our 2fa it manages our logins it manages save passwords it manages our preferences across across Ooh, everything that's, that's that we do one. that's right a big one. so like think about your phone is the operating it's become the operating system of like the centrality of your technological life and so why would you as a manufacturer want to disjoin that from the user when they get into the car and you i i hear all the time people are like i i look the first thing i look for is how does the car play or the or um the android uh show up in the the mains in the car system without a that's doubt the first thing i go to i'm i'm the same way i'm like how does it sound how does it feel can i click through it i'll tell you what i drove um i when i, I took a trip to uh atlanta late december and uh it was dead by the way between christmas and new year's <laughs> so i rented like this audi q7 for like 70 bucks a day it was awesome mm -hmm. and it was the hardest thing to connect my phone to <laughs> Worst. I was like, I literally had to sit in the car for like seven or eight minutes being like, okay, wait, let me pair. It. Oh, I don't have to pair it. What, how do I do? It was, it was like, probably once you get it all dialed in, it's, you know, Audis are tech technically and advanced usually, but yeah, I just wanted to do it easy. And so I don't know, we'll see what happens with the CarPlay thing with GM. Um, I still think they're going to backpedal on it um, or they've developed some groundbreaking infotainment system based on the Android platform that makes my iPhone awesome in the car. I mean, it would have to be as good as the Tesla system, and I'm still surprised that Tesla actually hasn't come out with the phone because that's exactly what I think that these operating systems should be. Yeah, the Tesla system is good. Uh, speaking of coming out with new things, Stop. kind of. Segway. Time. You're excited about this. And prioritizing your mobile device. No, I'm so mad at this story. <laughs> Southwest Airlines is introducing new Recaro. This is why I put on this one in here because I know you'd have a thought. In 2025, designed to maximize cabin space on their Boeing 737 Max 8 planes. You know the ones that they that got. Nobody really wants to fly. <laughs> nobody wants to fly those right now. Uh, signaling a shift towards 
thinner seating to accommodate more passengers. So Just they are going to feature this new thinner, beautiful, look at that thing. You can see it on the video if you're looking at it. Recaro seats in 2025. Um, they are aiming for, get this, efficiency and more passengers per flight. I mean, the only looks- good thing about this whole deal, in my personal opinion, this is an opinion piece, is that they are adding a new personal device holder in lieu of traditional in-flight in- in- entertainment systems. So you can drop your phone or your iPad right on the back yeah. of the seat. It's got this little flip down. And thing. if there's a charger in every seat, right? Yeah. Charger start- right there. Yeah. It's holder. like. I mean, it basically looks like a slightly elevated Allegiant JetBlue, whatever. Not you know, JetBlue. It's got like a little bit more padding on the headrest than than those, but it's essentially a piece of cardboard with fake leather on it, right? Uh, <laughs> Probably like three stacked pieces of cardboard with fake leather. Well, yeah. some some airlines that are going to these seats actually use the extra space to add premium rows, so you can buy like a Comfort Plus or yep. you know something with 34, 35 inches of legroom. Um, but not Southwest. They're like, we can, another we can fit a whole nother row in there, which, uh, our, our, uh, are the, the owner of the production company that we use. And that's our partner in the docuseries we make. If you haven't seen it, go to morethancars.tv. Um, the, the, and the team that was with us, NADA, he calls Southwest affectionately. He goes, guys, let's just face it. Southwest is like the public transportation of the skies. <laughs> It's exactly right. It is because you get on like and everybody just, file in, find your seat, you, sit down and get out of here. You go on the plane. You look for the least weird person. You sit next to that person. Right. And if you're last on the bus, That's you right. have to sit next to the weird people. Center seat with the weird people. That's, That's exactly how it goes. It well, we don't have any weird people in this community. Certainly not us. Right. Uh, whatever you're doing today, we hope you remember that this business is so much more than cars. It is about the consumer. It is about your team members, about making everyone feel like they're moving forward. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.